0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. Today I have Ivana Basrek on the show and she is a rapid transformational therapy practitioner. She worked in corporate management for almost 10 years, had a very successful career, but her true passion is personal development. Um, And she is now pretty much doing this full time. She's turned her passion into a full time job. And she's been training under a wonderful method of therapy designed by the therapist Marissa Peer, which basically enables people to overcome their issues in a powerful, fast and efficient way. Um, So we're going to be talking a lot more about that today, and I'm really looking forward to having her on the show. I love her content. I've been following her for a while on Instagram, and she definitely provides her, her followers with a lot of value. So I hope you find this valuable and you do share it with others. Hi, Ivana. Thank you so much for being on Unplugged with Annie. Welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me. So I've been following you for a while on social media and um, I absolutely love your content. I think it's very inspirational and you're providing a lot of value to people, um, genuinely. So I I definitely wanted you as part of this series. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about how you have got into the space of personal development and what was, were you always passionate about this? How did this journey happen for you?
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, it's a very unusual story. And um, a lot of stories in my life are really very unusual. And didn't happen like uh, happened for most people. But um, so when I was in school, I did like uh, everything. I did, liked math and I liked uh, uh, literature, literature, and I was good at writing, so I was a straight-A student, but um, as I uh, had to pick a new university, I picked software engineering, uh, because that was one of the rare schools in Croatia that you could get a good job afterwards, uh, make a good salary, and uh, I was really interested in that as well. So, especially when I started studying and when I started to work, um, I got in that field very uh, deeply and I didn't have much time or interest to do anything else. Mm -hmm. But with time, uh, how how life develops and uh, since I started to work in management very soon after I um, ended in my university, my studies... So, I had to work with people, uh, a lot of people, uh, clients, also my team members. I managed the company. So, um, I had to start learning about how to do that properly. And also, I started to go to therapy uh, for my uh, personal life and yeah, just to just to uh, improve my life quality, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then when I started to uh, do those things, a really a new world opened up for me, and it was like I discovered something that I didn't even know it was there. Yeah, uh, I really got into it. It became my passion. I spent hours and hours every day. Uh, Watching videos, reading books, I started to meditate Um, and people around me saw the change. Mm -hmm. So they started to come to me for advice just very naturally and then I started to do a little bit of coaching every now and then Um, and I was looking for a method in which I would train. Okay. Yeah, but what what i found with personal development was that is very it's very um you need to invest a lot of conscious effort if you want to get uh results uh you have to be very persistent very consistent um and that's something that is hard for people of course uh with Everything, uh, everything else that's going on in their lives yeah so when I worked with them it's so like we always came, came to this wall that they couldn't overcome so I was searching for other methods to see what's uh, out there what could help with that because it just couldn't accept that someone has to spend like five or 10 years of meditating and working every day, hours and hours to get some uh, results. Mm-hmm. And then I came across uh, Marisa and her methods.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so tell us about tell us about Marisa and this method, which is called RTT, I believe.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I know you
0: speak about that a lot. So tell, tell us more about this. Yeah, so it's
1: called rapid transformational therapy. It's a method of therapy that Marisa created, Marisa Peer uh, created from uh, scratch based on her experience um, as a therapist and as as hypnotherapist, but she expanded it a lot and um, it's really a product of her experience, uh, a, a lot of clients that she worked with. And she also had like this idea, she said when she was in university, uh, her teacher said that uh, you need a lifetime to figure out how mind works, and then you need another one to figure out uh, what to do about it. And she was like, and how how will this work then (laughs) because I don't have two lifetimes and she got very determined on understanding how mind works what are the rules of the mind and how she can help people in the most efficient fast way Mm -hmm. so she she created this method and I came across her on youtube first I watched some of her um, speeches and then I found out she has a method. I started to investigate about that. And she ticked all of my boxes that I wanted in a method. Mm-hmm. So I was really, I was amazed. And I really, I was skeptical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say, because she promises some amazing things. Um, and I wasn't sure that th- th- this could be really true. Yeah. So I've, I've tried it out for myself uh and it really worked with Mm -hmm. something that i worked on for years and i couldn't get anywhere by myself so in one session so i was like yeah
0: (laughs) i'm doing this wow Uh, yeah wow so how how did how did partaking in this um course and this method how did it change your life can you give us some examples of like which were very significant and which other people could see as well?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, it changed my life because I experienced the benefits of RTT therapy and I am fortunate enough, since I have access to the training that I can have uh, quite a few RTT sessions, uh, which which I'm very grateful for. And so I did a lot of things for myself. In in the last year with RTT, I did more uh, work than uh, in five or six before with very serious personal development. It's not like I dabbled into that. So so it's it's something real. So um, I completely transformed how I function in relationships, which is the biggest thing for me because I had something that is called anxious attachment, mm-hmm. which a lot of people have, um, which is developed when, when you are a child, if, you, if you're not uh, raised in a secure environment, uh, then you have trouble uh, connecting in your adulthood in a, in a secure and a calm way. Mm-hmm. So I completely transformed that. I'm completely a different person. Uh, When it comes to relationship, confident, calm, uh, I can enjoy the moment, uh, very logical, uh, no drama and so on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I stopped smoking with RTT in two sessions, uh, which was also quite amazing without any crisis or... uh, big abstinence um, crisis Uh, I uh, solved my problem of uh, being late all the time (laughs) I had that issue Wow Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty much I was pretty much on time but uh, uh, it was always a stressful thing for me and now I just get ready and I I go uh, and that's it and Uh, I I boosted my confidence a lot. Uh, Well, I started my practice two two months ago. I went full-time into it, uh, doing it online, uh, exposing myself, uh, doing videos, uh, writing content, working with clients. That's something I could have done before, but it would be much more stressful for me, and I had a lot more blogs about it. So and on and on and on (laughs) there there are a lot of benefits Wow! and the second is of course that i discovered my passion and that i can now work with people and help them change their life in a way i did for myself yeah Um, and in a way that it's not frustrating and very long and very hard but it's uh in most most cases a very very satisfying experience both for the client and for
0: myself yeah that that's amazing i mean it it sounds incredible that so much can happen in just one session so um there's a lot of like your content you talk about how it's impacted you um in terms of even relationships how you go about in ter- in terms of healthy attachments and and setting boundaries and and all of these things, which I think a lot more people are talking about today than ever before, um, talking then a little bit about um, attachments and boundaries, and especially relationships, which I think I think you would be able to advise correctly. Um, how how does one go about setting boundaries and understanding what boundaries are, and how do we how do we actually have healthy attachments? Because I feel like sometimes. it's very extreme, either you're extremely attached, or you find people who are just not really, are quite detached. Um, Mm -hmm. And and finding that healthy, that what it means to have a healthy relationship and a healthy balance, it seems quite challenging. Um, So if you can talk a little bit about that and shed some light on that. Yes, of course big
1: topic (laughs) a lot of people interested in that so first of all I think it's important to understand uh, what I learned I think two years ago that there are three types of attachments so there is a secure attachment Mm -hmm. anxious attachment and avoided attachment uh, based on the how I already said on your childhood, how you related to your parents when you were a child, uh, and how they related to you—you you form one of those types of attachments. Mm-hmm. About uh, from what I found, around fifty percent of the population is secure attachment. The other fifty percent is avoidant and anxious. Okay. And of course, uh, logically. Uh, um, Looking at that the mo- most people that have secure attachments will get their life partners very early on, and they will wow. probably match with someone who is also uh, of secure
0: attachment Wow
1: yeah so when you when you come to this what is now considered or nowadays considered later age of uh, dating, you will pro- either you are anxious or avoidant attachment and most people that you encounter are also anxious or avoidant or, well, it's not black and white, of course. It's not like you can say you're that and only that and 100%, but you have those tendencies, let's say.
0: Okay. It's
1: just, it's just a matter of statistic. And so this is why I would say, uh, is more hard to find a partner the, the later you, you um, go uh, in life without creating this uh, long-term partnership. But it's not, I'm not saying this to... Uh, <laughs> to um, discourage. Yeah, to discourage <laughs> someone. But wh- why that's important to know is that, first of all, you need to work on yourself, you need to figure out if you have those kinds of issues Mm
0: -hmm. and if
1: you have, you need to work on them because it's really hard. The dating uh, relationship coaching and dating coaching is very developed. I uh, follow some of them. They're very good. They have good advice. Where's the problem? The problem is that when you are, when you, for example, have an anxious, anxious attachment, it's very hard to, act in a calm confident way when you come into a new relationship or interaction because you are being triggered yeah and your your anxiety is being triggered and it, you just start to act from that anxious place even if you're not that person uh, otherwise even if you're completely calm confident in your business or in your friendships for example, when it comes to relationships, you freak out a little bit and you just, you, you can't clearly see what you are doing. Yeah. So that can be solved in two ways. I'd, either with some of the methods which work on a subconscious level, heal uh, relationships with your parents, childhood issues, and so on.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: of course, I recommend RTT, but there are a lot of them that do, do that. Okay. And the other thing is that you can do is become very aware of your behavior, so um, when it comes to new relationships, be observant, be patient don't mm-hmm. uh, don 't go in all in in first two days, first week, first month mm-hmm. uh, it 's very important to take it slow. Uh, and to get to know the other person yeah. and to let that person get to know you. Yeah. And Yeah, I think that's, that's the most impo- important thing when it comes to uh, dating and finding someone with whom you can even start something long-term.
0: Right. So would you, would you say that, that, is, that, that that's the secret sauce, if you like? Would you say that's the piece of advice you would give when somebody says, like I'm ready to meet my dream partner. I don't know why it's happening for me. What can I be doing in order to attract my dream partner? Would it be like then finding finding yourself first and understanding you? Absolutely.
1: Because when you're in a relationship and you don't know yourself, mm. uh And I, again, speak from personal experience because I had a long-term relationship when I was younger. And the whole time, everything that didn't work, I was blaming on a relationship or my partner. When in fact, uh, well, of course, there were problems in a relationship. But if you don't know yourself, if you don't know what you need, what are your triggers? What are your wounds? Why do you react the way you react? Mm-hmm. then you don't know, you can't assess when, is, when the issue is in a relationship when, and when it's in your uh, psyche or how you look at things. Yeah. And also, you are not able to express to your partner what is it that you don't like and how do you want um,
0: your needs to be met. Yeah, yeah. I think that, um, this is very, it, it seems like the, the kind of advice that now we're able to, do you think it's resulted from education that we're able to understand this better? Because I feel like even as close as five years ago, there wasn't so much information about this. And I think it's almost like taken for granted that you're supposed to just understand each other in a relationship. But actually, a lot of it does involve Um, maybe communicating right in terms of what are my likes and dislikes what are your likes and dislikes what are your triggers what are my triggers does a lot of it come down to that communication and just being honest and, and actually asking for what we want
1: absolutely the communication is the the most important thing in every relationship be, yeah, I think there was this myth before. I don't know where did it come from. That if someone loves you, he or she will know everything that you need. <laughs> he will be this perfect person for you all the time. They will figure out, uh, like they will figure out what you want, what are your dreams, what uh, yeah. how he or she should act to to please you. So yeah that's 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 really not how things work in life in general and we would never expect uh from a friend to know everything about us to do exactly what we want without uh telling him or her that just in friendship it doesn't happen when it comes to love we have that kind of ideas true but i think the reason why we have those ideas is because we didn't um, know know ourselves, because we didn't know why we want the things we want. We didn't know how to communicate that. We didn't know what to communicate. Mm. And then the only thing that we could say was like, oh, well, if he can't figure it out, then he
0: isn't the right person for me. Yeah, yeah, that it's exactly that. I really feel like that's bang on and that's very true. A book I read very recently, a, a friend of mine gifted to me was The Five Love Languages. I don't know if you, I'm sure you're aware of The Love Languages. Um, how much of this do you feel is applicable as well? Do you believe in this, in this thing that we do, we do genuinely have different love languages and it is about understanding your partner's love languages, because I believe that's gone on to save a lot of marriages as well. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, they, they for sure
1: exist and they are important. Uh, however, again, uh, if you don't have the same love language, it doesn't really matter what, and it doesn't matter if someone knows what you like on the you know, first date or the second date. What matters mm-hmm. is if, if, if that other person listening to you? And again, if you're not aware of your love language, if you're not aware of what you need, uh, how you need uh, love to be expressed to you, then you're not able to communicate what's wrong. Um, I watched an interview, um, Jay Shetty, Mm -hmm. he had his wife as a guest on his uh, podcast uh, and they were talking about their relationship and they were talking about that, how he couldn't figure out Mm -hmm. uh, for some time, uh, I think a year or something, what she likes and how he took her for a first date in a very posh restaurant and that isn't really what she likes and it was really interesting to to listen but that was the process of them knowing each other uh, about con- that was the process process of them connecting and what uh counts is his effort in the beginning he did what he thought uh she would like and she appreciated that but then she communicated that's wonderful. I really appreciate that. But I would really like next time to do this. And then he, if he listens I and mean, yeah. he does that, that's a really good sign because it means that someone who's ready to invest in the, in the relationship.
0: Right, right. So, of course, this is, this, is, this is all great advice in terms of, you know, getting to understand people in relationships and, and listening to each other, communication, all of this. Another big topic I feel like, which is hot at the moment and talked about a lot um, in regards to mental health, it's also this idea of self-love, which I feel was not, again, it's something which I feel like it's quite a new millennial term, you know, um, this idea of that we, we do need to love ourselves. And how do we actually, how do we do more of that? Because I don't think you're taught that in school, you know, you're just thrown out into the world. And... Um, and especially as women, I feel like we quite often put other people's needs before our own, um, especially whether in relationships or when you have kids and, you know, all, there's all these different commitments, we're pulled in so many directions. So how do we, how do we retain that self-love and how do we actually um, make sure that we are, we are loving ourselves on this journey? mm mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting that you're asking me that question because
1: I just had a post uh, yesterday where I was asking people uh, what they want me to talk about next, and I got a lot of uh, propositions to talk about self-love, and I didn't even really consider that for now because I feel like everyone is talking about that, but it it turns out everyone is talking about that because people want to know and want to know and want to know and they're very interested in the concept it makes sense for everyone but we really don't know how to even start what to do to apply that Mm. and i was like that too of course uh still learning as as everyone but RTT again helped me with that a lot and Marisa and her teachings helped me a lot. Um, I really re- recommend to everyone to watch her videos uh, when it comes to that because she has very practical advice on how to do it. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that she says, and I agree, is uh, self-talk. So self-talk is the main um, tool that you use to show self-love to yourself. Um, We we are not aware how much negativity we we have in our head. We're not aware uh, the impact that the words we say has on our mind. we, we we do this we do this thing in R T T where when when we get you in hypnosis, uh, we tell you that you have magnets in the palms of your hands, and you put your hands like this, and you just uh, release your hands, and they just go together like you really have magnets, and people feel the force between mm-hmm. uh, the palms of their hands, mm-hmm. and this is how our mind. Uh, is powerful so if you tell your mind that something exists for it it is true it doesn't it doesn't uh, question what you say so if 80 percent of 90 percent of the day you're telling yourself that you're stupid that you're incapable uh i didn't do this i didn't do that I should have this, done this better, uh, look at me how I look, uh, what's with the hair, what's with the, this outfit today, I, so yeah. <laughs> one little thing at a time, and we just build this negativity in our mind more and more and more, and convince our mind that we are bad in, in, in some way, mm. of course, there are reasons why we do that, but uh, that that's a big topic. But wh- what we can do is we can again observe what what we uh, are talking to ourselves and just decide to more consciously, more uh, in a more aware way, uh, praise ourselves, uh, tell ourselves uh, nice things. Um, And I know now a lot of people think, oh my God, that's positive affirmations, that doesn't work, I tried, I can't stand in front of a mirror and say I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful if I don't think so. You don't have to do that. You can start with uh, little things. If you did something, if you made a nice meal and you eat it, you say to yourself, good job. Well, right. look at this nice meal I I made. I, I, it's my recipe. I went out and go, got all the groceries. I did such a good job with that. And I know my family likes it and they're happy. So, Or if you, mm-hmm. if you don't think you're beautiful, maybe you like your eyes. Tell yourself every day that you like your eyes, for example, and don't focus all the time on the... Uh, things that you don't like about yourself yeah yeah and what's what was a big realization for me was um, so Marisa has this program I'm enough probably probably you know about it where she identified that the most big the the biggest uh, issue or the cause of uh, human problems is the fact that we think we are not enough And I struggled Mm -hmm. with that idea uh, for a long time because I was somehow believing that, you know, thinking I'm enough, that it's like some kind of stamp that you push on your mind and then you, oh, I'm enough. And now Mm -hmm. I believe I'm enough. But it's not really that. It's when you're, uh, I, I was actually getting ready to go somewhere and I had some things to do that day. Uh, that I didn't do. Um, And I was going into my bedroom and I caught myself thinking, oh my God, you're going out for coffee now and you didn't do this and you didn't do this and you didn't do this. And I just stopped in the middle of my bedroom and I said, will it be enough for you? Will it be enough for you? And that's, that's about, that means being enough. It means being enough for you. Decide that you are enough for you, that you did enough, that you that you accomplished enough, that you're beautiful enough, that you're smart enough for you. Right. Trust me, your life will change in ways you can't even imagine.
0: Wow, wow, that's amazing, amazing. So what is what is the one thing that you do every day for yourself? Would it be practicing this that we're talking about the affirmations or meditation or something what what, what is that one thing that you definitely make sure you do every single day?
1: Uh well, um I do I listen to the recording every day. Mm. One of the recordings you, uh, either Something from a last session that I did, or uh, a recording I did for myself, whatever it is, once a day, either before I go to sleep or in the morning, I listen to it. I meditate uh, once or twice a day, it depends. For 15 minutes, okay. I discovered this great method of meditation, I would recommend to everyone. I don't have Uh, anything to do with it, uh, it's just a general recommendation. So it's Emily Fletcher and her book, Stress Less, Accomplish More. In that book, she describes a great technique of meditation, which is very easy to learn. You read one chapter, you can start the next minute. uh, It's 15 minutes a day, uh, very effortless and has great results. I've been doing that for months. Um, And before that, I struggled quite a lot with meditation. And I liked it, but I didn't know if I was doing it right. Uh, I had a lot of questions. But with this, I really, really found something really great and very applicable to everyone. Mm -hmm. And the last thing is that, yeah, I do not do affirmations in a way that I stand in front of the mirror but during the day I notice how am I talking to myself uh, I pay a lot more attention to praising myself uh, thanks to Marisa, yeah <laughs> really 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 uh, thankful for that for raising awareness on that because it's so important and we don't do it and we we are not aware that it's important and how much effect can have can it have on us? So uh, now I say to myself, a good job when, when I did something, mm-hmm. um, and when I uh, criticize myself, I notice that and uh, I stop.
0: It. So those yeah. are something. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, it, it's been such a um, uh, like an insightful chat with you. I, I feel like I've taken away so much from this conversation. Um, so thank you for doing this. And, and the one question I'm asking all my guests um, at the end of the podcast is one thing that you love about yourself.
1: One thing that I love about myself is my thirst uh, for knowledge. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's something that I had since I remember and it's very, very, strong in me and it's uh, it's why i'm successful in this career as well mm-hmm. paired with very intense emotions i can feel very deeply i am very uh, empathetic and i can um, feel with other people so uh those two things uh, in combination are the the, the thing i love about myself the most yeah okay that's amazing that's
0: amazing thank you so much for being on the show and i can't wait to share this with everyone
1: no problem thank you for having me it was a really nice conversation i really enjoyed it and i hope a lot of people benefits benefit from it
0: i'm glad thank you i i hope i hope so too (laughs) (laughs) thank you that was the end of another episode on Unplug with Annie. I'm continuing the series of Fierce next week, where I'm talking to another amazing woman. And I can't wait for you guys to hear the whole series, so do stay tuned. For everything Unplug related, do follow the IG and Facebook page. At the rate Unplug with Annie. You can also go to the website www.unplugwithannie.com and subscribe to the newsletter so you're constantly updated with what's going on on the blog as well as the podcast. Until next week.